heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland Today on this Monday morning, the 20th of March. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. We've got a big show for you this morning. Um, we're going to talk with Outback Queensland Tourism Association, Blackhall Tambo Regional Council Mayor, Andrew Martin shortly. David Christopher Woolley will join us as well. Mitch Hyatt will join us. We'll give you an update on the sporting landscape over the course of the weekend, all the results of the Intra Super Cup, or sorry, the Host Plus Cup. Uh, old habits die hard. A uh, bit of news on my front. Um, on Friday night, late Friday night, around 10.30, uh, my wife Amity gave birth to uh, twin boys, Um uh, it's something I probably haven't shared with everybody on this show that um, she was uh, pregnant and um, they were a little early, but uh, we welcomed to the world um, Banks and Forbes Dobbin. So two little boys, um, both still very little um, and obviously in special care at the moment, but uh, they're both healthy, strong, and we are very, very lucky and blessed. And uh, two little brothers for William and Ava and Ella, and um, they've all been in and seen their little brothers. It's a miracle, um, but my work here is done. Five children. Uh, I don't think uh, I ever envisaged that, but um, I'm very, very blessed and very happy. So we've got identical twin boys, um, Banks and Forbes Dobbin. Uh, they were born late Friday night, so the luck of the Irish has touched us. So a little bit dusty, a little bit tired, um, and it's only going to get worse, no doubt. But um, I'm very thankful to everybody in and I will say this, um, the amazing people, I mean, Ipswich gets a bad rap, but um, at St Andrews Private in Ipswich um, is where they were born and we just had the most wonderful, wonderful doctors, uh, nurses and staff that have helped and assisted us the whole way through. And um, I just can't speak highly enough of, of it as a centre for health. I understand a lot of people go to Toowoomba and, and people go to Brisbane, but there is a wonderful, wonderful medical our facilities here at St Andrews, private, just an unbelievable situation. So very lucky, um, very blessed, two little boys and my work here is done. So let's get on with it. Um, Andrew Martin will join us next and we'll talk with David Christopher not far away as well. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Chairman of Outback Queensland Tourism Association and Blackhall Tambo Regional Council Mayor Andrew Martin joins us this morning and and we talked about just how good with that opening of the Outback Queensland Tourism Association and and some of the, the hidden gems this year. I thought we'd further talk with Andrew and also what's going on in his region. Andrew, good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, my pleasure, Dobbo. My pleasure. Always, always good to make another Monday. Yeah, yeah. Lots going on, isn't there? Um, in, in the neck of the woods, but Outback Queensland, the Tourism Association, have really shone in the last couple of years. I, I don't say COVID was a great thing, but I tell you what, it did do. It made people realise just what we had in our own backyard, and from there, um, the tourism operators and and some of the just the absolute unbelievable offerings that we have in the bush have been highlighted and, and, and we are on the world stage now. 
No question about that, Dobbo. I've been saying, look out, here comes the rest of the world for a while now, and it'll come probably quicker than I think it's going to, and it, it exacerbates, uh, or at least it highlights the need for for a, a very intense program to for, for product development. You know, we've got operators out here that need to be ready, bookable online and all those sorts of things, and I know there's trouble with internet com- uh, connectivity and all that sort of business, but... Look, COVID, COVID was very good to outback Queensland tourism and, and we're still reaping the benefits. We've got fewer people, but we've got bigger spend. So the, the demographics are changing. Um, I, I think Queensland spenders are 25 to 30% up on their spend. Inter, interstate spenders, if you like, visitors, are up about 50% on their spend. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it, it's marvellous. And we had our OQTA Master and Awards night a couple of weeks ago, and it was, it, it was, man, oh man, and we changed it up to have the awards night at the start of the season rather rather than the end of it when everyone's sort of buggered from a, from a, from another big year. Um, uh, it, there were 55 exhibitors there, operators from around Queensland across the million square kilometres of OPTA footprint. Uh, and there were a whole heap of visitors and some pretty highfalutin visitors as well. And, the, the awards went to went to very well deserved recipients, um, and then the, straight after that there were the Australian Tourism Awards, and Queensland cleaned up I think with eight eight gold, and we're by far and away the leading state for tourism as far as awards go at the Australian. Show. Yeah, so, uh, unbelievable, isn't it? Like it just shows. Yeah. Just I mean, it's been the hard work of a lot of you up there, yeah? and I mean the vision, and I talk about that. The, the operators who had the courage, but the vision of, of, of the mayors and, and, and the surrounding mayors who have all come together, you, you've all got your own identities, but you're all united. That's the one, and I'll, I'll quote my good friend Robbie Chandler, uh, and I do ad nauseum, and <laughs> I'm not sick of it yet, but I, pre- I presume a few of them are. You are not going to make the outback bigger by making the Whit Sundays or somewhere other than the outback smaller. Yeah. And you're not going to make Blackall Tambo, Black Tambo bigger by making Longreach smaller. So we're all working together. It is a major economic pillar, whether you like it or not now, for, for outback economies. Uh, I mean, at the height of the COVID, we had 3.7 million nights spent by tourists wow. in the outback. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, you know, and, and you look around and there are some smart operators out there. There's a lot of accommodation being renovated, revamped. Uh, uh, new stuff going in cabins, short stay cabins, long stay cabins, uh, and that's in part in answer to the housing shortage. But it's also a major pillar for the tourism. So, yeah, we're rocking along. We're rocking along. It's hard work, but it's my jobs. It's it's rewarding. And 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 you know, the season gets longer every year. Now we keep saying, you know, if it's hot, okay, well, don't go out in the daytime. Still come out in the summer, and you can see what what goes on in the summer. Uh, and, and there's not uh, attractions now. People are working on nighttime attractions, dark skies, and yeah. you know, night golf, and all those sorts of things. And it's really quite pleasant at nighttime, no matter where you are. <laughs> you, in you're dead right, mate. I got to talk to you. Um, I mean, it's been some rain in the region, and, and so the season is looking quite, you know, good. But there is a lot of dry places as well uh, in your neck of the woods, and in, in just above you. It, it's sort of like this catch twenty two. Um, some people are having the best seasons ever. Some people are having the worst seasons. They're still in in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's a big state, and and not everyone's a winner. Um, I think that's. Uh, I, I can't recall where everyone's been happy with the weather 
uh, at any real stage, Dobbo, but there's a lot more of Queensland having a good time than there's uh, than there is having a bad time. Yeah, and and some of those bad times are for people who've had so much bloody rain, two metres of rain. Man, I, I'd knock up just tipping it out of the gauge. Two metres yeah. this year. I mean, oh, wow. So, yeah. you know, the climate changes. That's the only constant thing about the climate. It keeps changing. Otherwise, we'd still be in the ice age. But, yeah, there's there's... There's, there's some dry patches and uh, it's not all over yet, but it's getting close to the end of the summer season. I've seen plenty of wet winters out here, so you know, uh, hang on there. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll come to a come to a town near you. Yeah, you're dead right. Crime in the regions, mate. Um, we're seeing it in 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 a lot of regional centres. Uh, I'm going to talk with David Christopher very shortly as well, um, mm. the opposition leader. I mean. Mm. Some of the legislation that's come out is almost laughable from the Labor government. It's it's a too little too late, but every single region has its issues. I'm interested to know from from a town in Blackall or Tambo how you guys address it and your thoughts on it. Right. Uh, compared to some of the news reports you hear from some of the towns around Queensland, we're doing pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a skirmish here, and it's high spirits in a lot of cases, and and a skirmish there, but. Uh, as far as, you know, the carjacking and all that sort of dreadful stuff, uh, people, uh, you know, locking the houses when they're in them, um, that doesn't go on out here. But, Dobbo, what we're doing, and, and it's just a, it's not a throwaway comment, it's a very serious comment, there are ways of re-engaging with youth. Not all those areas, not all the youth is bad all the time. There are pockets of it, and they are bad. I'm not saying they're not bad. But they're disengaged. They're disengaged with society. They have no sense of reality, and their parents probably need a good hiding as well. But I, we've got what's called blue light cheering. Now, I bang on about it a bit, but it is just so good. It could be blue light prawn trawling. It could be blue light farming. It could be blue light whatever you like. Um, but the police yep. have picked up. The disaffected youth, and they're taken. And it started with a fellow called Laurie Bateman, who's a world champion shearer still. I don't think anyone will ever break Laurie's record, but uh, and he's now a senior conning in Charleville. Um, nine years ago, he started this disaffected youth. He'd pick up a busload of disaffected youth, take them out to a shed like mine, and and show them. And, and, let, and to quote Laurie, he'll let the sheep do the talking. And blimey, he's got it's. There are a number of those kids, I can't remember the percentage, but a number of those kids are pulled up out of the bucket that they're in and they've been shown a bit of, you know, free air and, and a way to a quid and a good hard, it's good hard work, but it's a good hard quid as well. It's very well paid. Um, and they can start earning money immediately yeah. when they get into the street sheds. And it bridges the gap between the coppers and the youth and more importantly, probably, the youth and the coppers because the coppers go out there and, and this blue light cheering program... Yeah, been wonderful. Yeah, been absolutely oh, wonderful. Yeah, great initiative. Six, There's no two ways about it. Just, got, yeah, yeah we've got 60 kids lined up for this for this next round of blue light cheering. 60 kids. You might even get the wool scow there, mate. It might be back. Ah, uh, don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah, that's coming along pretty nicely. Yeah, a lot slower than I would have it, but I've always been known as an impatient man. So, um, uh, yeah, 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 that's coming along well too. And we need more shearers to share more wool to Bloody keep ice. the wool scout in production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely I completely accept that. There's a lot going on. Mate, appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. Um, 
and look to everybody who's about to head into their peak time um, in outback Queensland with tourism and people listening. Um, thank you. There's obviously a lot going on, um, and and you said that that's one of the major earners and one of the major income streams now um, throughout rural and regional Queensland. Uh, whether or not we think it think it or not, it just is. It's just a fact of life. So uh, appreciate your time this morning, Andrew Martin. Thanks so much. Well, likewise, Dobbo. Thank you for your support and help, and, and, and I'm always delighted to talk with you. Thank you. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. That's the Blackhall Tambo Regional Mayor and also Chairman of Outback Queensland Tourism Association, Andrew Martin. We'll take a break on Rural Queensland Today. Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Um, leader of the LNP in Queensland is David Christopher. He joins us this morning on Rural Queensland Today. David, you're in Cairns this morning. Um, there's no doubt about you. Um, you are getting across this state, and good morning. It's one of the hotspots, Cairns, um, for youth crime. The Premier's come out with these uh, Band-Aid sort of fix-it, absolutely silly um, solutions, um, you're on the ground. You're seeing it firsthand. It is a troubled, troubled state at the moment with this youth crime issues. It really is. It's breaking communities, Dobbo. Good morning to you and your listeners. I I just don't believe the government actually gets how serious it is. They see it as a political issue. And if you want proof of that, they said that we're going to do all these things and lift all these maximum penalties. And when the legislation came forward, that hadn't been changed at all. So all this talk about people getting 14 years for different offences, it's just not true. It just can't happen. Now, I'll always say credit where it's due and I'll always take a win for the community. For two years, we've been talking about breach of bail. For two years, they've laughed at us, they've mocked, they said it wasn't possible. They took our legislation word for word <laughs> down to the last comma. Now, I'm, going to, I'm just going to say tick. That's the first step towards consequences for action, but it's only a little step. So here are the three things that we're going to fight for into the future. We want the Youth Justice Act rewritten to put the rights of the victim ahead of the rights of the perpetrator. That's got to be first and foremost, consequences for action. The second is to unshackle the judiciary. There is a clause at the moment that says detention must be a last resort. That is nonsensical. We've heard of reports of young offenders who have had 80 opportunities to reform and they've never done a night in the pen. Now, I'm sorry, that's a broken system. And the third element is proper gold standard early intervention. And I'm not going to give up on kids early on and I'm, I'm going to do all we can to turn them around before they're holding a knife at your door, before they're ramming a police car. But at the moment, the state have gone soft on the hardcore ones and that's created a pipeline of the next generation they watered down the act eight years ago and they have grown lock, stock and barrel a generation of repeat hardcore offenders. We've got to deal with them and we've got to stop the pipeline coming through, Ben. Yeah, and you make a very, very good point. Um, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight though, does it, David? It, it's something that's going to be a slow burn, but if you get this stuff in place, it works straight away. Yeah, it won't happen overnight, but I'll tell you what, you could remove that provision of detention being a last resort and it stops the magistrates from from being effectively handcuffed from doing what needs to be done. Now, the Premier's made a lot about saying, oh, you know, we, this is up to judges to do the right thing. Well, it's your legislation. So they're enacting the state government's legislation. So if she believes that, she'd do it. But, but Dobbo, make no mistake, and I spoke to you about this last time I was on the show, 
This was not about good youth justice policy. This was about a trade-off because of political pressure. And in order to do that, they had the left demanded their pound of flesh and they got the, the weakening of the illicit drug laws and then they were able to swallow this. This is the way that government has become in this state. It is no longer about people. It's about factions trading off. The left can't work with the right. The right can't work with the left. And you know who's left right out? The everyday Queenslander sitting in the middle, just wanting a bit of leadership, just wanting a government to listen and, and, and do the things that they said they were going to do eight years ago when they were elected. And uh, you mentioned about I've been getting around the state. I sure have. And I can tell you something. The regions at the moment, they have woken up to, to the way that the government is operating. I don't think I've seen a mood for change, the likes of which in regional Queensland at the no, moment. No, mate. Yeah. Uh, it, it, is, it is red hot. And I can promise every one of your listeners that uh, the LNP is reformed, we're united, we're disciplined, we're hungry to serve, and uh, we, you're going to see nothing but intense pressure for the next 18 months and uh, and then look forward to good government for, for in, into the future where, where uh, people do matter and communities do count for something. And it's not just about the, the chosen few and it will be a government that listens and reflects and governs with sobriety. The biggest issue, David, um, I think at the moment is the irresponsible spending and the blowouts in, in quoting. And you, you made a very, very valid point last week. You put it on Twitter and, and it was just sheer facts. It was nothing other than the actual figures. And I read it on this show about the budget blowouts. $10 billion. Each, every single Queensland home has been slugged for an extra $5,000 from blowouts and irresponsible spending. And that is just and, – and no disrespect, it's stadiums, a lot of it's stadiums, a lot of it's stuff in the southeast where we've got hospitals, we've got roads and medical crises happening all across this state yet there is an absolute sheer lack of management. And if you can't manage your finances, you go broke. And that's where this state's heading if we continue to go down this road. Well, well we wanted to show it as a whole list because otherwise people don't grasp the magnitude of just how bad they are at delivering things on time and on budget. Now, $10 billion, that's not the total of the project. That's how much they've blown out by. Yeah. Now, I'm going to use the GABA as a classic example now, I want to see a world-class gather that every Queenslander can go and enjoy um, sport, go and enjoy um, events, and enjoy the Olympics, right? Absolutely. But the Premier said it was going to be $1 billion. Fast forward less than two years, it's $2.7 billion. Yeah. And how do they get it so wrong? Well, 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 not just how do we get it so wrong. How is there nobody managing the way that somebody in, in small and family business does? Can you imagine a young couple goes to buy their first home? The builder says, right, I've got house and land package here. It's a million bucks. Yep, all right, we'll agree to that. We sign. Just got to go and save a little bit of money. We'll be back. Yep, come back. Tell your parents it's all good. Um, it's actually $2.7 million. Can you imagine in the real world? Oh can you imagine in the real world people just saying, oh, okay, righto, yeah, fine. But that's where this mob have got to. They treat money like it's monopoly. They treat money as though it's a plaything. They treat money as though it just doesn't matter. Well, there's a cost. And the 10 billion blowouts under their watch will cost every Queensland family five grand. And right now, when people are struggling to put petrol in the car, when the hospitals are breaking down, when kids can't afford a house, when people on the land are just wondering, 
when the environmental monkey might be eventually off their back. These, these are what people are seeing as the priorities. They want a government to value their money. And um, I tell you what, this one has completely checked out of doing their job. Haven't they? What? How do you go about trying to, to stop it? Like, I mean, at the moment they don't want to answer it. We, we, we've got an Olympic Olympic committee that's run wholly and solely by the Premier. She, she's just... She's just running the whole show herself. She doesn't want any outside help. How does it? How does it change? I understand we've got eighteen months, but I mean, there could be there could be bedlam by then. Yeah, um, we are really concerned, and when you have independent people uh, who have run games across the world coming out and saying this is a recipe for disaster, uh, that scares us. Um, but we'll just put the pressure on her. We'll make sure that the good people in the committee. Um, do all they can to sort of put the brakes on her. Uh, and we need to put the glare of Queensland on her because in the end, what I see the Olympics is an opportunity for a 20-year plan for every single square inch of this state. And I want a 20-year tourism plan so that Western Queensland and regional Queensland can develop new offering and when the eyes of the world are on us, we can benefit. I want to see suppliers across the state be able to supply goods and services I want this to be world class. The Premier sees it as an opportunity for red carpet, champagne and good times. And uh, that's when you know a government just doesn't get it the way that Queenslanders get it. Yeah, you're dead right. Now, listen, uh, one thing that everybody in Parliament was very, very all for um, was the Queensland government honouring the late Vaughan Johnson in a moving condolence motion um, launched at Parliament last week. That that was very, very special. It was one of the most amazing things to be involved in and um, many of the stories had to be uh, censored because the big fella, when he wound up, boy, did he wind up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I, I, told, uh, I told a couple of close to home uh, I told a story, we went to Longreach once and there was a, a new restaurant that had started and Vaughan ordered a VB and Hawker, who was running it, said, uh, Vaughan, mate, we, we're not doing VB. I'm trying to create a high-end product. We, we, we're doing Crown. And Vaughan said, mate, I'm happy to pay for a Crown, but I just bloody well want a VB. <laughs> now, that was Vaughan Johnson, man of the people, never changed, as comfortable talking to a truckie as someone in a boardroom and uh, he was pretty good to me and my family when he was when he was with, uh, allowing me the time that I needed. And that was a story told by a number of our troops. Um, yeah, we he, he's a he's a great Queenslander, and Western Queensland is poorer for his passing. Yeah, you, you're dead right. Um, just a, a legend, iconic, iconic, um, and there will never be another. Uh, appreciate your time this morning, mate. You're doing a phenomenal job. You're in Cairns today through the state all week. Thank you so much for making yourself available on a Monday morning uh, on our show. Really, David Christopher, appreciate your time. Really appreciate it, Dobbo. And, and thankfully there won't be another because my hand could only ever hold, could only ever cope with one of those handshakes. Boy, oh boy, it's a beauty. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Talk to you again. Yeah, Thanks, mate. Bye. Yeah. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. A little bit of a sports update. Uh, the Northern Pride, um, let's talk Host Plus Cup to start off with. The Northern Pride uh, beat the Mackay Cutters 16 points to 12. The Tweed Seagulls beat uh, Toowoomba's Western Clydesdale 26 points to 22. Really good effort by the Western Clydesdale. Still not off the mark yet, but 
Tweed, obviously one of the powerhouses, and the Western Clydesdales went with them, 26-22. Sunshine Coast Falcons, unfortunately, beat the Ipswich Jets 56 points to 16. It was a, a bath out there um, for the sunny coast. South Logan Magpies, 22-all with the PNG Hunters, so that was good. Now, the... The TV game on uh, Sunday was the North Devils taking on the Redcliffe Dolphins. That tied at 30-all, um, which was huge. And Wynnum, 28, defeated the Brisbane Tigers, 26. And the CQ Capras, uh, 30, defeated the Townsville Blackhawks, 22. So there is a lot to like about this Host Plus Cup. I don't think I've ever seen it any closer um, very, very strong. Next week's rounds, Wynnum take on Ipswich, um, and then you've got the PNG Hunters taking on the Brisbane Tigers, Tweed Seagulls taking on North Devils, CQ Capras taking on the Northern Pride, and the Mackay Cutters taking on the Townsville Blackhawks, the Burley Bears take on Redcliffe Dolphins, and the Sunshine Coast Falcons, um, the South Logan Magpies, and the Western Clydesdales. They have the bye. In the Women's Premiership, the Burley Bears defeated the Capras 16-0. South Logan Magpies, 22, defeated Wynnum, 20. Uh, Mackay Cutters, 26, defeated the Tweed Seagulls, 16. Brisbane Tigers, 16, uh, drew with North, 16-all. So that is the women in the host plus. NRL, huge weekend of football. And if you like upsets, well, uh, that's what we got this weekend. Who would have thought... Um, with some of the results. Let's run through them from the top. And I talked about Manly beating Parramatta on Thursday night. Uh, you then went into the Dolphins again on Friday night, beating the Knights 36 points to 20. The Roosters, 20, defeated the Rabbitohs, 18. Uh, that was an absolute uh, banger of a game. Then on Saturday, the Titans, 38, defeated the Melbourne Storm, 34. The Warriors, 26, defeated the Cowboys, 12. And then the Broncos, geez, they put on a clinic, 40 points to 18 over St. George. Yesterday, the Dogs held on against the Western Tigers, uh, 26 points to 22, and Canberra in an upset over the Sharks. So uh, Penrith had the bye, and what a result that is. And it all bodes well for what will be a epic, epic Friday night. There is not even 1,000 tickets left for sale. The Dolphins taking on the Brisbane Broncos, round four, both teams at the top of the table. Who would have thought? And what a job Wayne Bennett has done as the head coach of the Dolphins. Unbelievable to think that this man who um, was sacked by Brisbane in 18 can go on and take South to a grand final and prelims and then have a year off and then take on the Dolphins and already back into coaching he is absolutely flying. Uh, the Dolphins, look, what whatever happens in the end happens in the end regarding this season. But the fact that they've gone 3-0 and to start off with in a year where they're building um, is just unbelievable. A fantastic result and one that, you know, we absolutely, um, and I mean this, um, it'll go down in history as one of the best ever. A fantastic result. So I, I, um, I applaud everybody there. But what, what will be even better is that on Friday night, you've got two dead set rivals taking place. The Broncos taking on the Redcliffe Dolphins, and they are the Redcliffe Dolphins, are uh, unbelievable. So you, it just is 
out of this world that this has happened and I'm looking forward to seeing it. The Reds had a big victory, 27 points to 24, and and look, it was uh, probably, you know, not what they wanted, but they get the win and that's the big thing. Um, 27 points to 24, it was nail-biting over Fiji and Drua. They take on the Rebels next week and that gets them back in the mix well and truly um, with a result from there. Lots to like as well um, as club club rugby and club rugby league is all about ready to get underway. So we'll keep you updated with everything that's going on. And if you've got something going on in your neck of the woods that you'd like us to talk about sporting-wise, whether or not it's kids' sports, anything, we're more than happy to share that with you. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. We'll take a break, come back with more across Rural Queensland Today. It's Monday morning, the 20th of March. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Monday morning, the 20th of March across Rural Queensland Today. Um, and we spoke with, obviously, Richard Raines on Friday and Se- Senator Susan McDonald and Trent Thorne, for that matter, all involved um, in the Xander McDonald Award. Well, today we're lucky enough to speak with one of the winners. We talked about Mitch Hyatt, the founder and managing director of Bullseye Ag, and just how he went about creating just an absolute really fantastic arm in agriculture and a niche market which has grown and grown. He joins us this morning. Uh, Mitch, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Morning, Ben. Thanks for having me. Uh, Firstly, congratulations. I mean, Xander McDonald was a phenomenal human and this award um, obviously dedicated in his name. It it must be a terribly big honour. He was innovative. Um, He was, you know, ahead of his time and and this award is a lot like that. Um, so congratulations. Just so proud, no doubt. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, look, it, it really is. And, and every time that you hear the Xander name kind of mentioned, is it, it immediately attracts just such a high um, you know, emotional response and, and positive response to the industry just for what he did and who he was. Um, so, yeah, to receive a, an award in his honour is, yeah, is, is something that I never thought I'd, uh, I'd be able to, um, you know, appreciate. But, yeah, very much uh, tended to grab it with both hands and, and do his name proud. Mate, let's talk about Bullseye Ag. I was f- really fascinated when I heard about it of Richard the other day. And, and excuse my ignorance, obviously there's, there's different people who have done this, but I love self-motivated self-starters. Can you talk about how yourself and your wife got this operation and, ha- and how it went? from where it is now to where it has more than 200,000 hectares of grazing country in Queensland and New South Wales on the books? Yeah, sure. So it really just started as um, as kind of, you know, offering farm labour to people that were, were looking for a bit of assistance in that area. Yep. Um, and, and, and really was, you know, just me being, uh, me being me just kind of going out and helping out with fences and moving stock and things like that. And yeah, what really happened was that that kind of offering resonated with some and said, you know, can we, can we get you to do a bit more, help us kind of strategically run our farms and help us manage our farms. Um, and from there, really, it grew into, into something where we now help out with, um, whole agricultural portfolios. We still help very much with, you know, mum and dad investors. Um, and, and just people that, you know, obviously looking for a bit of help in how they run their farms either better or more efficiently or want to get a bit more of the, you know, data side and complexities understood and, and run a, a tighter operation. So it started from very humble beginnings, as I said, with just myself going out and doing those jobs to, to now we've, we've, we've got um, eight, eight to nine staff full time. Um, and we and we use a lot of local contractors and a lot of local people to, to help, um, yeah, make those decisions. 
So, I mean, this is pretty exciting for a lot of people. I mean, and you talk about the mums and dads. You know, everybody has, in a lot of ways, an affiliation with agriculture. And whether or not you're in Sydney or, or yeah, more so in Brisbane, there's still that they know somebody who knows somebody. So the fact is that you're offering an investment solution for uh, people who don't have land or they can buy um, some investment in it. That That's a pretty exciting situation um, as sort of a rural asset management fund. Yeah, look, that's right. And, and and what we found is that, you know, as an asset class is that agriculture has just got such a range of benefits to, you know, all the way from, you know, just diversifying investment portfolio to, to really being able to take hold of, of some of those advantages such as the, the, the strong capital growth and, and the uh, and the actual um, markets themselves. Um, there's plenty of people out there that I think, you know, would love to be able to kind of invest in agriculture, but don't have the experience or, or, or don't have the, I suppose, the, the comfort in, in taking on an investment like that. And that's what we try to do is give comfort around that investment and, and be there from all the way from acquisition um, through to, you know, ongoing management and sometimes even the sale process as well. So from there... Um and, and and you talk about people who are wanting to invest. They obviously there's some stipulation and and, and to spend, and obviously this fund it, it grows and 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 obviously it's something that you're very passionate about. But what it does is it, it would give people confidence in the last couple of years. And I mean we see obviously at cyclical cycles like we've seen it very very good. So for those people early that. I mean, that's been a really great success story. There's going to be some lean days. There's no two ways about it, and we all know that in this game. That you know, we've seen it at its worst. We've seen it at its best. But with a business that, when you hard work, it's been very, very must be enjoyable that you've been able to deliver some fantastic and phenomenal returns in the last two to three years. Absolutely, Ben. And, and I suppose the big thing with that as well is that what we what we look to do is also prepare for some of those challenges. Um, you know, if you if you don't if you don't know them, then they're hard to prepare for, and that's what we kind of come in with is is a is a real fresh idea on how to look at managing operations so that you can prepare for those tough times, and it's not so draining both you know emotionally and financially. Um, is we come up with you know eyes wide open that you know, and especially over the last couple of years where it's been such a fantastic season and fantastic markets, it is it is hard not to you know think that that's going to continue forever. Um, but you know, in saying that, is is even when it is at its um, you know at some of the darker days, is that the the industry itself and the investment itself is still such a positive thing to be a part of. Um, and, and you know, we 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 don't really see that you know mass exodus or or, or kind of you know um, real doom and gloom within our clients because we prepared for it and, and we and we've um, you know ready to ride the wave and. And, you know, we still see it as such an exciting industry um, to, to invest and be a part of. Yeah, you're right. And, mate, the, the, the big news is, uh, like, when you won this award, it was stated that you, um, you you were in Orange. But the exciting news is that you've branched in, and you're now in Queensland based out of Brisbane. So, obviously, um, it, it, it's very, very strong. Yeah, look, absolutely. We, we, we've we've seen in uh, in Queensland that you know our model and what we do is quite replicable up here. Um, and you know we've got a great team um, still based in, in Orange that that are that are taking care of uh, of the work down there. Whilst I try to continue to develop and, and grow what we're doing. So yeah, look, it, it, it's exciting times. We you know we're always looking forward and and looking at how do we how do we offer our services to more and more clients. Um, so yeah, super exciting to be now. Uh, 
based in two states. So, mate, how do people get in contact with you um, if somebody wants to listening here or wants to have a chat and 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 obviously you know just start a conversation? What's the process? Yeah, the, the best thing would be is, is probably just to reach out. We've got um, we've got a, a website there, uh, bullseyeag.com. Um, and and from there is uh, is there's my email and phone number and, and just start the conversation. And as I said, we we participate in at all different entry levels. Um, it might be that it's just purely a, an idea at the moment, and, and you want to understand kind of what some of the investment strategy might be, all the way through to you know um, that there's been some succession planning and uh, and, and the, the next stage of the farm is to is to kind of look at um, alternative resourcing we're happy to be a part of the conversation anywhere throughout the the, the whole lifespan of, a, of an ag investment yeah you're dead right i appreciate your time this morning um and i just think it's phenomenal uh mitch hyatt uh, founder and managing director of bullseye ag uh, now based in brisbane um but also in orange across two states uh, appreciate your time congratulations on winning um the xander mcdonald award for 2023 phenomenal no worries. thanks mate yeah Thanks, Ben. Really appreciate it. And and just would like to add that, uh, yeah, if there's anyone out there even thinking about uh, applying for the Xander McDonald Award, I, I highly recommend it. I, I, you know, it's just been such a great experience. Well said. Thanks so much for being with us, mate. No, thanks, Ben. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland Today on this Monday morning, the 20th of March. Have a great day, Queensland. Ray Hadley will join you next. And remember, when the wheat is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. We'll talk to you again shortly on Rural Queensland Today. Till next time, it's bye for now.